Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg Browning and David Weatherston for a look ahead to this weekend's best betting action in Scotland. How's it going, guys? Going well, thank you. Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Good, good, David. Great to have you back on the podcast, as always. And our regular listeners will know that you are our Norwegian football expert and we're edging closer to a star <laughs> in the early to see you, aren't we? Getting there, we've had some friendlies, which is uh, sort of wetted wet, wet the appetite, shall we say. And yeah, a couple of, well, two and a half weeks now until it kicks off. So, looking forward to that. Yep, we're looking at May the 9th for the first fixtures, is that right? Yeah, there'll be, I think, five games on in the first weekend. Um, there's going to be four or five games on in the midweek and then everyone else will come back in and there'll be a full fixture list from the 15th, I think. Yeah, so we're probably only a week or two away before we record our first Norwegian podcast uh, of the season then, so that's definitely worth looking out for. Greg, you and remind- also I think um, we're going to record the podcast in Norwegian. Yeah, we've been practicing over the winter. <laughs> let's uh, let's master English first, shall we? Uh, Greg, I was going to say that you had mentioned that the Obus League as well was just, I think it's a week behind Elite Seeding, is it? But yeah, 15 terms of starting. Starts, and I'm, I'm guessing as well, David, that because of the delay in the season starting, there could be quite a lot of midweek games too. There is. The first uh, month or so has a lot of midweek games. I think there's about there's about five games maybe even six for some of the teams between the ninth and the end of May so yeah, it's going well, to be a pretty stacked card to, to kick off glorious that'll be good that's going to feel like the Scottish floor leagues has been in the last <laughs> few weeks yeah. uh, speaking of which Greg you've had a fantastic week on your channel and uh, I believe you get your application in for a Partick Thistle season ticket oh what mm. a club absolutely sensational Partick <laughs> We've not always said eye to eye. That's all no, eye, but, not at all. <laughs> um, over the last two to three weeks, I think we've napped them four times now and they've delivered each time. Uh, mainly on the, on the goal markets. But yeah. they've been fantastic and they now find themselves top of League One, which about three weeks ago, you were thinking, yeah, they thought that was going to struggle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they've just timed their run perfectly. We'll come on to Partick Thistle. Pretty soon, um, they're on a radar this weekend again. Um, but members of your channel have had a brilliant month so far. 16 out of 19 naps that you've had, which is tremendous for them. And uh, last week on the podcast, another couple of great shouts, none more so than the 13 2 shot and Albion Rovers to win. Yeah, a few um, friends asked me, why did you pick Albion Rovers? They did not listen to the podcast. Well, clearly not. <laughs> And I think when we had done the first podcast back from the, the break in March, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Flag you mentioned off. that Albion Rovers and Brecon brought in five or six players and they're probably worth watching. So Brecon obviously weren't worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> They've continued to be shite and deservedly should be going back down now into, well, what would be classified as the Highland League for them. I think that's not for debate. Uh, but Albion Rovers, on the other hand, their players that they've brought in have worked wonders. They're actually one of the form teams in the league. They, they lost to Stranraer, to be fair, midweek just there. But prior to that, they travelled to Elgin last weekend off the back of two wins and two draws, 13-2 to in League 2 against an Elgin side at 1-3. So I think 13-2 to was a great shout, and they battered them 5-2. Uh, 
Yeah, so I'm not sure what they were in the minus two handicap right enough, but um, really pleased to see them win at 32. Yep, and Queen's Park delivered on Saturday before they became the, the nation's coupon busters in midweek, probably. Yeah, a bit funny at home. We'll see at home at Falkirk. I think um, I said in the channel on Tuesday, they've played three home games now at Falkirk, two one nils and a 3 nil, And they were held 0-0 against Elgin, who I said before were beaten well and truly by Albion Overs 5 2 at the weekend. So I think the Queen's Park trains come to an end, I think. Yeah. Um, I won't be keen to back them between now and the end of the season. Yeah. But to be fair to them, they've been a great side to back this season and they've won us a lot of money this season, Queen's Park. Yeah, and I'm already looking forward to what they're going to achieve next season in League One. It'll be really interesting to see, you know, we've spoke often. Um, at length on the podcast about how the squad is filled with players that should be playing at a higher level, if not League One, possibly even the Championship. So it'll be interesting to see how those players, you know, do take to League One, but also what kind of activity they get involved in in the summer in terms of transfers as well. Yeah, it's really exciting actually. They've obviously got themselves set up now to probably challenge and someday get into the Championship. And I'm sure they've got aspirations to go further than that. Uh, but I think next season depending on who goes up out of Thistle and Falkirk, if they both go up, there's a very good chance you'll find that Queen's Park could be famous next season, which is quite unthinkable, given how they've been playing over the last three or four seasons anyway. So are we saying it's between Thistle and Falkirk as to who goes up in League One? Well, at the moment, it's Thistle for me. Um, form team, got a good squad, scoring goals. Falkirk, on the other hand, we'll touch upon them shortly, are in dire straits really, aren't they? They are. We'll come on to that league. It's absolutely brilliant <laughs> from a neutral point of view. Uh, you've neglected to mention Airdrie, who are actually second and could go top of the league with a Do win you know what? for Hill on Saturday. They have totally flown under the radar. Yeah, where have they come from? Um, they come back after the restart. I think they lost their first three matches. I think there's a lot of fans calling for Ian Murray's head, a lot of unhappy Airdrie fans, and they want them to run four wins and a draw from their last five games and they're now only, what, four points off top? Yeah. So uh, it's still run by Airdrie, I think. Yeah, they're not, they're not far off things. I, need, I think I may need to get my, my tables updated here. Um, but we'll come on to that shortly. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a wee bit. Um, but yeah, enough to, enough to say that uh, last week's uh, podcast was, was pretty successful I had asked you to go through all eight ties and tell me who was going to go through you called every one of them right to be fair there was no shocks last weekend really was there? No it wasn't going to be a shock weekend was it? Uh, pretty much all probably pretty the best team got Scotland getting beat by Rangers was the only real shock yeah, very true. Uh, yeah, so obviously that was the kind of big game over the weekend. Rangers uh, 1-0 against Celtic and set up a tie with St Johnson this weekend, which will come on to very shortly as well, Greg. I'm sure you'll have plenty to say about that one. Um, but we're going to kick off uh, with the game on Saturday. There's only one Scottish Cup tie on Saturday and it's Hibs v Motherwell. Uh, just looking at this, Hibs 8-13, Motherwell 17-4. Greg, I know you hate touching hibs when they are short. A oh. price is that 8 to 13. Motherwell just one defeat in eight. I mean, are Motherwell value this weekend at 17 to 4 at Easter Road? Possibly, yeah. Um, I, I certainly don't like hibs at 8 to 13 anyway, that's for sure. Uh, hibs have had a good season. Um, they've ground out another 2 1 win at home against Livy um, on Wednesday. 
but I definitely couldn't be back in Hibs at eight to thirteen. Just definitely not. Mm. Motherwell going about their business quietly. They beat Hamilton on Wednesday night one 0 Probably a bit disappointing actually, given they're playing against ten men for what an hour. I don't think they'll care. I think they're just no. glad to get a win over Hamilton. <laughs> exactly. I think that was a first in two years or something like that, was it? Maybe yeah, it's quite a while. So I think you're quite right to call it that Motherwell probably are the value bet there. Don't get me wrong, Hibs at home pretty much secured third place now. And they can be pretty pleased with their work this season so far, Hibs. There's just something about Hibs though, and Hibs fans will know better than anyone when they're expected to win they somehow tend not to. <laughs> yeah, and Motherwell was a great example. Motherwell went there and won 2-0 um, not that long ago. Yeah, it was in the, in the league and that was a, that was a surprise result. Yeah. Um, but I guess in terms of this match for me, in terms of the angle, I'd definitely be staying clear of Hibs 8-13. Far yeah. too short. It's a Scottish Cup game as well. This is essentially Motherwell's last big game of the season. Nothing else to play for, so... It's all our bus from Motherwell. Yeah. Um, but what I do like, though, is probably looking at corners now. The bookies this week have been an absolute nightmare in terms of pricing up Scottish football. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit of a disgrace, really. Now, I understand that the lower league fixtures only came out on, what, Wednesday morning. But still, we only got prices this afternoon. And even at that, we got, what, 13 markets. I had to chase up bet 365 to get some more prices up. They did that in the afternoon. But not ideal. And it's not ideal preparation for us, I guess, in terms of getting prices up. And there's still no corner markets either. Yeah, it's pretty poor, especially when you're quoting the Uzbekistan league being priced up before the Scottish <laughs> leagues are being priced up. Uzbekistan <laughs> and the Ugandan Premier League have all been priced up. And we can't get some corner markets on the Scottish Premiership of the Scottish Cup. <laughs> Outrageous. Uh, yeah, so what, what's the situation here? Are we just waiting on those markets coming up before you make a decision on corners? What would you be looking at? Well, Hibs do, do well for us in the corners front. They delivered for us at Ibrox a few weeks ago at six. They've got six again on um, Wednesday at home to Livy. But I think Motherwell can rack up a few as well. So really keen to see what price Motherwell are on the Motherwell corners. Um, at 17 to four, very possible we may get a over 3.5 mm-hmm. um, on a very good price actually on over 4.5 Motherwell corners but it could be a, a match corners playing this one but I'll share that on the channel once markets come out Right, okay. David any angles from you on this one? Uh, no I don't think so I totally agree that uh, Hibs are pretty unbackable at that price just with the um, yeah, but history, being <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I will say though is, this is what a great opportunity for them to get to a cup final with Celtic already out, so there's only one old firm team left. Home tie to get to the semi final, and if they can avoid uh, Johnson or Rangers in the <laughs> semi, then yeah, it gives them a really good opportunity to get to another Scottish Cup final. So, yeah, they're, they've pretty much secured third place. They can really, really go for this a home game that you'd expect them to win. So <clears throat> I, I would, th- I think they'll win, but I wouldn't back it in the price because there's every chance it could be, could be a close game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that they are deservedly third in the table this season, um, and yeah. it would, it would be reasonably fitting for them to get to a cup final as well. Um, but then I suppose every other team in the draw will be thinking that this weekend all the ties look relatively tight, uh, barring that. 
uh, Rangers game against St Johnson. Yeah. So, yeah, I think everybody has, has that carrot this weekend. Both teams to score price is 11 to 10, which I think is quite well priced considering uh, Hibs score a lot of goals generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Motherwell, Motherwell scored 17 goals away from home. So, just, well, one, one less than a goal a game. So, yeah, I think that's a decent price for both teams to score for what should be a pretty even game, I would have thought, in two teams that are not just going to sit in. Like, there's no point in sitting in and defending, so I think that's a decent price. Yeah. Okay, so we'll keep an eye out on your channel, Greg, for any bets related to corners once those markets are priced up. Yeah. Okay, on Sunday, we've got the New Firm Derby. Is it still called the New Firm Derby? That feel, that feel like <laughs> 30, 40 years old now. That. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it the old New Firm Derby. Uh, Aberdeen v United. Stephen Glass has come in, taken charge of a couple of games, squeaked through last week in the Scottish Cup against Livingston on penalties. Probably consider themselves unlucky to draw with Celtic in midweek, a 1-1 draw, which was thanks to a late uh, Celtic goal at Petaudry. Um Are they looking in better shape now um, with Glass in there, or has it still been more of the same, David? Uh, well, by all accounts, they were uh, a lot better against Livingston than the scoreline suggested. I think they played a lot better, more attacking football. Uh, wingers actually taking on defenders and getting some, yeah, more creating more chances than they had been under McInnes. So, again, I think the price is probably a bit uh, short, given Dundee United rested a lot of players in midweek as well. So, I think Aberdeen will probably... I probably have a little bit too much for them in the end, but I can see this one going, going all yeah potentially extra time and penalties again like the Levy game. Yeah, it kind of feels like it could be no no. Did I say? Yeah, it could be, but as I say, I think uh, Aberdeen. I mean, Glass has got obviously a, a lot of work to do. McInnes was there for so long that it's going to be ingrained in them the system. But um, yeah, I think there. I think there has been some some signs that they are going to be playing slightly more attacking. Yeah, we'll see if their class is half full or half empty. Apologies mm. about that. <laughs> uh, Greg, any angles in this one for you? Um, probably not, no. I agree with David that Aberdeen to qualify is probably the logical shout here. Um, the problem for Aberdeen is they're still not scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest problem, obviously. Very, very solid at the back. And as David said, they should have beat Celtic the other night. Quite luck- lucky they didn't. Just couldn't put the ball in the back of the night up at 1 0. Um, probably very, a very tight game. And Dungeon United rested what McNulty, Clark, Shankland, Butcher, Reynolds on Wednesday night. And um, would you battered 3 0 by Kilmarnock? Um, <laughs> but I think it will be a tight match. But Aberdeen just to edge it, possibly an extra time of penalties. Yeah, the draw is 11 5 which I dare say you wouldn't talk anyone out of. No, definitely not. I think it'll be tight. I just can't yeah. see at the moment where the goals oh, are going to come from. Yeah. OK, also on Sunday, we've got that uh, St Johnson's visit to Rangers. David, you quite fancy Rangers to win this comfortably? Yeah, I mean, obviously they played the other night and uh, <clears throat> they had a, a draw at McDermott Park. But Rangers rested... Uh, what seven or seven or eight faces, and I think at the end, uh, Stephen Gerrard was pretty unhappy with the way they, uh, shall we say, they were. I think roof shot from 
from from his own half towards the end of the game, while they were one 0 up, and he was a bit disappointed with the sort of professionalism. So I think going into this one, Rangers will be <clears throat> very keen. Obviously, they've beaten Celtic. They're desperate for the double. Now that they've confirmed the league. They've won every single game at home this season, um, conceding what three goals, uh, three goals in seventeen games. So and who scored those goals, David? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna have to tell him. Is it St. Johnson? No, I think um, it's Motherwell, Dundee United, and Motherwell, Dundee United, and Hibs. There we go. Hibs. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, Rangers. So Rangers are obviously very short. Uh, um, 1.3 which is 3 to 10 I guess um, but to Rangers minus 1 and the handicap was 19 to 20 and I think that's a really good price considering St Johnson probably gave the best shot at McDermott on uh, Wednesday Rangers will be back home they've got <coughs> fresh legs fully motivated to go out and win the Scottish Cup um, for the first time in God, how long, a decade or so? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see Rangers r- running away with this one, and Rangers minus one is well enough priced that I'm happy to back that. Greg, can you make a case for St Johnson to win at Ibrox on Sunday? Probably not, no. It's very, very difficult. What I would say is the price on Rangers, I think, is actually very, very good. I think 4 to 11 you were getting at the start of the week. Now, bearing in mind Rangers' home form this season has been nothing sort of exceptional. Had this been a league game, I reckon we'd get Rangers at 1-6 probably. Maybe a bit shorter than that, actually. So, I think 6-1, to 7-1 to one for St Johnston to win. I'd be looking for a bit more. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Rangers have won every single game. They should be like 20-1 to one or something. We should be double figures to win this match. Yeah. Um, and as David said as well, they pretty much play the reserve team on, on Wednesday. Rested their main players. They'll come back fresh for, for Sunday. We don't give many goals away, to be fair. And we do score more goals away from home than we do at home. But it's going to be an absolute mountain to, to climb, really, to, to, to get through this, this tie. I guess the only good thing for us is there's no pressure on us at all oh. in this match. No one's expecting us to get a result. Um, and if we can keep it tight in the first half... Uh, for straight Rangers then you never know but it's going to probably take us to be at our very very best and Rangers not to turn up Yeah. and I, I don't think we can probably say any more than that uh, just like Rangers this season at home have just been so so good in that Ibrox pitch Yeah, it would be remiss of me not to mention Rangers to win and keep a clean sheet as I usually do 21-20 yes, um, <laughs> very good no. price Yeah. very good price and I think the minus one as well it's a really nice angle. And we're getting that angle, though, because there's such a good place to win the match outright. Yeah. 43 off. may not seem a good price, but in terms of Rangers this season at home, it actually is. OK, so, David, we'll go with your tip on this one, which is Rangers minus one. And I've got it at 20 to 21. Bet 365. OK, okay. yeah, 1.95 or whatever it was. Yeah. OK, the last quarter-final is uh, Kyle Lafferty, recent, sorry, Kilmarnock, recent <laughs> Mirren. Um, <laughs> What a signing Kyle Lafferty's been for Tommy Wright, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all said he would be, didn't we? I think when yeah, he signed, but we didn't. We didn't sign him though. <laughs> no, I think when we found out he was going to come on, yeah. that's exactly what they needed was someone up there to hold the ball and link up and score goals. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's done that with in style, hasn't he? Yeah, ten goals in eight games, two hat tricks. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't remember a, a striker that's made such an impact over a short period of time. You know, especially when a club has needed it so badly. No, know. I can't either. Um, an absolutely sensational signing for Kilmarnock. Looking pretty much safe now, I would say. Um, we did say that we expected Kilmarnock to come out of this the best of the three teams at the bottom of the league. Uh, Ross County are really toiling now, big time. But thankfully for them, so are Hamilton. So yeah. I think it's a two-way split now between those two teams who finishes bottom and second bottom. But in terms of this match itself, though, I did fancy St Mirren um, midweek, I think on Tuesday, just based on the fact that Kilmarnock were involved still in that relegation battle. And I wanted to see how they got on against Dungeon United during the week. Mm-hmm. They won last night, sorry, they won on Wednesday night very comfortably 3 0. Um, that puts them in a really positive position now. St Mirren rested quite a say rested, sorry. St Mirren went to Ross County on Wednesday and won 3 1. Which for them was a great result, given they travelled there what just fourteen fit players. Yeah. So it's difficult to call. They're both thirteen to eight, and that really sums it up. <laughs> uh, with, with it being at Rugby Park as well, Kilmarnock have got a bit of momentum now. But so does St Mirren. A really good result for them at Ross County. They, this is their biggest game of the season for St Mirren. Their last big game of the season. Nothing else to play for in the remaining what three league matches. So it's this or nothing for them, whereas Kilmarnock will still have an eye on what's happening below them between Ross County and Hamilton. So it'll be really interesting to see what Tommy Wright does in this match. And it's probably a team news bet, really. And I think guys in the channel benefited this week on that when we've seen the Dungeon United team line mm. on, what, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. And we could see that they'd obviously left out five or six key players for them. And we're, we're getting four to five with Kilmarnock. I'd be keen to see team lines first before committing to this one. I meant to ask you if uh, Div at Pine Bovril had pulled you up on your scathing assessment of St Mirren last week when you yes, I'll when, when you, you said you went, they bottled you it. Oh, you ball bag! <laughs> <laughs> just listen, out for a run and just listen to the podcast. <laughs> that was a bit harsh, to be fair. And I'd kind of put a positive spin on it and said there's a, and I think it still is a great opportunity for St Mirren to reach a second semi final. Of the season, it, it really is. They overcame that match against Inverness last Friday night. wasn't looking good, one 0 down, but they equalised pretty much straight away and um, run out two one winners. So it doesn't really matter how they performed on the night. They're through to the next round, and they've got a great chance to get to an R semi. Yep, David, you got any angles in this game? No, I just I had uh, looked earlier to see what price Kyle Lafferty was to score, and he is 17 to 10 any time, which I think is pretty decent considering the form he's in. That's very good. Yeah. Is that a yeah. super nap, David? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think the thing with Lafferty is he's, he's always kind of been that striker that's, when a club kind of needs you, he has produced. Like when he was with Northern, playing with Northern Ireland, he seemed to produce in big games and stuff. He's, he's always been that. He, he likes to prove people wrong, doesn't he? And I think... Yeah. Coming back to Kelly, he's obviously, he had, I mean, he, he's not shy about, when he was playing Rangers, he wasn't shy about, uh, yeah, what can I say, winding people up, but uh, yeah, so he's come back and he's done, he's done really, done really well for Kelly and fair play to him, he's, I mean, he's not finished, not finished the job yet, they are only two points ahead of County, but uh, they look, they're looking a lot better. He's a poor man's Ibrahimovic, isn't he? 
<laughs> There's the quote for the this week's podcast. <laughs> Put Manzi Bremovich. Uh, yeah, I think as you said, Greg, both teams priced at thirteen eight to win, both priced at ten to eleven to qualify, tells its own story. Um I think we'll just watch this one from afar. Yeah, I I did put it up in the channel to backs at Mirren. Um but I'm probably gonna have to just say just cancel that until we see team minds. Um especially with Kilmarnock winning on on Wednesday. It just makes it a bit more interesting this match in terms of who starts. Yeah. Okay, that's us covered the Scottish Cup. We're going to dip into the Championship. Uh, still plenty to play for there. Um, Dundee v Wraith is match of the day, Greg. It is, yeah. Wraith Rovers have had a fantastic season this year. Um, a bit of a surprise, I must admit. You're probably expecting Dundee to be up there, possibly Dunfermline and Inverness, but I'm not saying they're a surprise package, not at all. But they are a bit of a surprise to be sitting second. And they've got a nice little lead over Dundee. Yeah. Um, we've got a four-point lead. Just remind me as well, in terms of the playoffs then, um, the team that finishes second, they don't play until the teams in third and fourth play. Is that right? That's right. So it's fourth v third, and the winner of that plays second in the table, and then the winner of that plays second bottom in the <laughs> SPFL Premiership. Is that right, David? How many games, how many games are they actually playing in the Championship? <laughs> 27, so there's only two rounds of fixtures. Right. <laughs> two rounds to go. Yeah. Right. So, right, okay. Yeah, that is, that is right. So at the moment, yeah, fourth place, third, third place, second, second place, second bottom, all over two legs. So for the team in fourth, it's an absolute mammoth task to get promoted if you're yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, potentially six, six games they need to play Yeah, and, and come through. Um, so yeah, Wraith Rovers have got that four-point lead. So yeah, I mean, the, I guess the, the main advantage of finishing second is they've got two fewer games to play. Um, and that's huge, isn't it? That's absolutely massive. That's really big, massive, yeah. Massive carrot to finish second. Um, so a four-point lead rate have. Dundee have to win this, obviously. So yeah. massive, massive game. Uh, Dundee at home, though, in this season have been fairly good for us, I think, this season. Um, and as you said before in the past, plenty of goals at Dens Park. I think eight of the last nine at home have seen both teams score. There's been over 2.5 goals in seven of the last nine. And Dundee have scored two or more goals in seven of their last nine home games. So, Dundee come into this off the back of three draws. And I guess those draws are the reason why they're sitting third. Mm-hmm. Now, they're quite tricky games. The one I'll draw home to Morton was really disappointing. That was a real shocker for them. Um, they then drew 0-0 at Dunfermline. Again, not great. And they've then drawn one all against nine men in Verness who obviously at that time were one of the, the league's form teams. Yeah. So they're coming into this not in great shape, but I think based on the dynamics of this match, they have to win. They don't keep many clean sheets. As I said before, Wraith having a very, very good season. I can see Wraith scoring here. Uh, that Dundee defence is pretty leaky. So over 2.5 goals here pays even money. And I think that's probably worth getting on on Saturday. Yeah, as you say, I guess it's a game that Dundee... Just have to win, basically. Yeah, I think to, yeah. obviously a, a point would do Wraith Rovers that would guarantee them second place finish in the league. So that might play into your hands in terms of goals, Greg. If Dundee are you know pushing on trying to get a goal, Wraith Rovers, as you say, more than capable of scoring there as well, given the number of goals that Dundee have conceded as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, any disagreement from you there, David? No, at all? I had I had to say it was one that I was potentially going to 
put out myself. So yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I think goals in that game's looking pretty likely. Um, Wraith are playing some really good stuff. Um, nice, yeah, nice passing football. Dens Park, nice big pitch. Should be, yeah, should be a good game. Okay, another game we want to have a look at in the Championship is Morton v Aloha. Aloha relegated. Peter Grant has, I think, he resigned rather than was sacked. Um, Morton in a position where they need to avoid finishing bottom, eh, sorry, second bottom, um, to avoid being drawn into the, the playoffs with the League One teams that are looking to, to come up. Morton have fared pretty well the last few weeks, Greg. Draws against Hearts and Dundee, and you've got them as your nap this weekend. You know, it's a tough weekend when Greenwich Morton are the nap <laughs> and the team I'm relying on to make it 17 naps out of 20 but that said I think it's a great opportunity here for Morton to get a win to get three points and potentially save their bacon Aloha did very very well last week to stay up obviously a part-time side limited resources probably the smallest budget in that league by some distance um, but yeah just 18 points this season already relegated Peter Grant's already resigned in terms of not taking over next season. So, bit of a strange position, really, to be relegated, nothing to play for, and the manager's leaving. Mm-hmm. It's not a setup you often find, I would say. Bit of a strange setup. Understand the reasons behind it. So, I can't see all of the players being up for this game too much, really. Um, Morton, on the other hand, Gus McPherson's come in, probably made Morton really hard to beat. And looking at the last three games, despite not winning, they've drawn their, their, their last three games. A 1-1 draw at Dundee, which is a really good result for them. They then drew one all with Motherwell in the Scottish Cup. So, again, playing against Premiership opposition, fared really well. And they were beating penalties, actually, for that match. And they've then drawn the Hearts. So, Hearts still have a very good team. We've criticised Hearts a lot this season. And the league may be won, but still... That's three draws against teams who've got bigger squads, better squads, bigger resources than they have. Um, and it's given them a fighting chance here. They're at home, and as I said, they're playing a, an Aloha side who are down and out, already relegated, and nothing to play for. So a, a couple of angles I looked at here. Um, the problem for Morton is they don't score many goals. They've only scored two or more in six of their last 27 games. So I think on Saturday it's going to be based on grinding out probably a scabby 1-0. I hope it's not. I hope it's 5-0 half-time <laughs> and we can sit back and relax. But I think you have to take into account Aloha away from home this season, very, very poor. They they do score in a lot of their games, Aloha, to be fair. Mm-hmm. They've scored in nine of their 12 away games. Um, I did look at Morton to score two at 5-6. But I don't think, for me, Morton scored enough goals to justify that. No. I I mean, think it... In this scenario, I'm probably better just taking Morton to win. And if they win 1-0, then... That would do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Morton don't even average a goal a game, never mind two goals a game, so... No. You couldn't really be back in that. And just looking at the table, there's, they are one of four teams who can still be drawn into that playoff place at the bottom of the table. So, yeah, this is a, probably their best opportunity for, for three points that might just save them. This is not even a six-pointer. This is a nine-pointer, this one. For more. I think they're very fortunate, the way the fixtures have turned out for them, that they're at home to a team that's already relegated. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think four to five, for me, 
is a very backable price. I do think Morton will win, and there's no chance it'll be four to five come Saturday. Okay, so that's your nap for the weekend. There's Morton to win at four to five. Is that with Bet three six five? Um, it's, it's available various places. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, we'll skip over the rest of the championship games. We'll take a look at League One, and it is just phenomenal. There's four teams split by four points. At the moment, the league has now split. It's split into two. Top five will play each other. Bottom five will play each other. So we've got four games left for each club in League One. This weekend throws up the top four all against each other. Patrick Thistle at home to Airdrie and Falkirk at home to Cove. Greg, I'll let you loose on Partick Thistle <laughs> before we get stuck into any other games. Go for it. Doing what we expected them to do at the start of the season. They are starting to win matches. They're keeping clean sheets. They're scoring goals. They're playing well. Um, the E. McCall sack club's now finished. Uh, he's now doing a good job again. But they have been in some run, though, Thistle. And I think that's down to the fact they're scoring goals and they're not conceding as many cheap goals as they had been. Uh, but they were seven points behind Falkirk about two weeks ago. They've got to Peterhead, 1-3-0. And I think the big thing for Thistle is their away form has been fantastic. Um, and I think I saw something on Twitter to show the away form of teams in that league. Every club struggled away from home in the league other than Thistle. I think Thistle picked up 10 points out of a possible 12 in the last four matches. Mm. Um, they've got Rodden scoring goals, Tiffany scoring goals, Brian Graham scoring goals. I think between the three of them, they've scored like 15 goals so far in the last six matches. Um, even at Dumbarton on Tuesday, I said in the write-up, Dumbarton is a really stuffy, awkward, nasty, horrible team. They don't score many goals, lots of nil-nils, lots of one-nils. And it was nil-nil with, what, 10 minutes to go, but they've kept at it. And they've done that quite a few times this season. They've scored late goals. And they, they're out 2 0 winners. So this will find themselves top of the league. And th- there was no way you'd expect that, what, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, can we trust them, though? I uh, must correct my faux pas from earlier. Tim uh, Barton have scored nine goals this season. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> it is. It's awful. Uh, yeah, just correct my earlier faux pas. For whatever reason, the table I was looking at had Airdrie in second place and the opportunity to go above Thistle, but actually Airdrie are four points behind Thistle. But still very much in the mix here, Greg, if they can get a win at Fur Hill on Saturday. And they are. They they're, they're, right good for, they're right good form as well. I mean, they've won four out of the last five too. So it would just be so Thistle to get to the top of the table and then blow it. Yeah, it's, it's part of the reason why I've, I've left this game. I think initially I was looking for prices on Thistle to score two. It's only 8 to 11. Mm-hmm. I can't find it better anybody else. You then have to add in Thistle double chance to get 4 to 5 and Thistle to win to get, what, evens. Uh, but the form Airdrie are in, they've totally just come under the radar here. Um, and I probably hadn't realised either how well Airdrie have done over the last two or three weeks. Um, as I said before, a very, very poor start to the restart. Lost their first three games, I think. But as you say, four wins out of five has propelled them to, well, what, third place, four points behind. If they win this, they go a point behind, and it's anyone's game. Yeah. But I just think Thistle's form at the moment, they'll be buzzing, they're playing well, they're scoring goals. I do think Thistle will win this. They can be back to 8-11 to Thistle 
Um, but I, I don't tend to like backing anything below four to five. Actually, I know eight to eleven is just below that, but there's fortified at Sporting bet, which I managed to find. So yeah, this, this is my point earlier on about the prices coming out late and not mm. having a chance to look at all the different options and prices and markets here. Um, I may very well still do Thistle to score two if I can get four to five, or I might chuck them in to win in a bet builder or a double chance. Mm. But Another angle for this match potentially could be goals. Now, Thistle have kept clean sheets in their last four matches. Um, and they've scored two or more now in each of their last seven. So I do think Thistle will score two goals here. But there's every chance Airdrie, in the form they're in, will score. And I think Airdrie will know as well. If they want to go up as champions, which a few weeks ago you'd think of as staff saying that, they have to win this match. So it should be a pretty open game. And over 2.5 goals pays even money. That's probably the angle I'll go with if I do something on this match. Okay. David, you've been there and done it in terms of the playoffs and the, the World Leagues in Scotland. What's, what's going through the Partick Thistle minds at the moment? They've got themselves to the top of the table. Slightly different circumstances this year, of course, uh, where the end of the season sees them playing you know, the other top five teams yeah. in the division. Um they're yeah, there to be, be got at now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's different when you're chasing, isn't it? You're chasing yeah. and uh, there's no pressure and suddenly you're, you're top and everyone else is behind and it's so close. I mean, we could be in a situation come the end of the weekend where Cove are top <laughs> with yeah. Yeah, Thistle sort of, one behind, sort of one and two points behind them. It could be... I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's very, very tight. Um Obviously, Thistle have come in a good run. As you talk about Scott, I think Scott Tiffany's made a big difference. Um, I think a lot of people thought Scott Tiffany would, would be like, would be playing in the Premiership this year, didn't they? With uh, is it Liv- Livy's on loan from? Livy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he obviously, just didn't quite get his chances there. So he's made a big difference, um, and they do have quality. I mean, whether or not Falkirk would get a, a a wee lift with the manager leaving, I mean. Um, you, you never know. Um, I think Lee Miller and David McCracken were well liked, but that doesn't mean what they were doing was working. So um, Falkirk could get a wee lift. Cove are still hanging in there. It's, it's a huge game as well at the weekend. Falkirk v Cove. Um, obviously, Cove's away form's not great, um, but Falkirk, uh, <laughs> yeah, Falkirk have been struggling the last few weeks and. Yeah, really I think their form, call. isn't it? Falkirk's really form over the last, what, six matches. Pretty sure they're third bottom in the form league. Yeah, yeah it's just 1-1-5 one, one for Falkirk. Yeah, yeah, they're struggling. But, I mean, they've got quality players. Um, If they can if they can just turn it around. All the pro- I mean, a win at the weekend, they could be top of the league again. So, yeah, it's very tight. It's going to be, I mean, the playoffs... As you say, I won the playoffs in League Two a couple of times, and to go in with momentum is very, very important. I thought yeah. we did that at Queens Park, and we did it still in Albion as well when we when we won it. So, I mean, the last thing you want is to be struggling over the line and get into the playoffs because the chances are you'll get beaten them. Yeah, how hard is that to then kind of try and lift your game? I suppose if you're I looking don't at, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I suppose if you're looking at the teams currently, I know we've still got four games to play, but I would say probably. Airdrie are the forum team out with yeah. Partick Thistle at the moment. 
yeah, I mean, a Cove at home as well. Like, Cove at home could probably turn somebody over on their day just because of the form's been so good. Yeah. But yeah, Airdrie have been in great form and it makes a huge difference. I remember when we were at Stirling Albion, 2014 it would have been. Just, uh, we came in on a great run at the end of the season. I think we won like seven out of our last ten games. Just went into the playoffs thinking we would win it. We finished, we finished fourth in the league. But we just went, we won the playoffs and didn't ever think we were going to lose them. Just mm-hmm. the way we went into them. So it does make a big, big difference. Yeah. You can understand why Falkirk have let them both go. I think Falkirk to be in the league one again next season. It's a travesty yeah, for the club. It's a travesty, yeah. It is. Um, financially and for football reasons as well. So I, I can't ever recall a club sacking a, ma- a manager's um, what four games before the end of the season. Second yeah. in the table. Like that. Second in the table, but I, I totally get why they have. And Gary Holt's there as what sporting director or whatever he's called, and he'll be in charge between now and the end of the season. And when. Wouldn't it just be the biggest kick in the balls who, uh, if the manager who started the rot at Falkirk, essentially, Paul Hartley, who's now Cove manager, <laughs> exactly. stuck the needle in uh, at the weekend? It's a tough uh, thing I mean, to call this one anyway, yeah, isn't it? Really it? Is. I, would, it is. I wouldn't be touching it. Do you know what will happen though? Falkirk, as you often see, they've got rid of the manager and the players will go out now and perform. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Well, it's possible. They've got the quality. Right, to, to call out, David, the Cove's away form is pretty poor. Yeah. So, if there's to be a winner in this match, I did say that Falkirk would get a result at Cove last time, but I do think that Cove's best bet here is to get a draw. I don't think they'll get three points here. Okay, well, Falkirk are five to six to win. Uh, Cove are eleven to four. Um, Greg, just looking at, at the fixtures that they've got coming up in League One, um, Party Thistle have got Airdrie at the weekend, obviously. Then they're away to Cove. Um, I think. Yeah, that's is that midweek, and then they're at home to Falkirk. So really, their next three games, it's all there on a plate for them, isn't it? Yeah, and I, th- I think um, I'll be over Thistle at Cove and at home to Falkirk. I think um, I'm really fascinated to see how they got on it against Airdrie on Saturday. Um, I, I do think Thistle will win that match, and it does set up a really fascinating end to the season. Yeah, it's a massive week. I'm just. Yeah, looking at the fixtures. So that's Airdrie on Saturday, um, Cove on Tuesday, and Falkirk on Thursday. Could there be a helicopter Saturday? <laughs> possibly, possibly. Yeah, it's a long way for a helicopter to go. Okay, so just in summary then on League One, Patrick Thistle, Craig, you might still be tempted in, depending on the price uh, that's available near a kickoff. Falkirk v Cove, uh, if we were to pick a winner, then probably side with. Cove, eh, sorry, Falkirk under Gary Holt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll have a wee quick look at League Two as well, just before we wrap up. Uh, Queen's Park confirmed champions uh, drew 0-0 midweek, is that right? Um, Pretty much burst every coup in in the land. Um, At home, it's Dunrar on Friday night, actually, so just be wary of that. Queen's Park 8-11, and I think, as we said, Greg, I think the party's over for us back in Queen's Park this season yeah they could very well go out um, Queen's Park and win 2 or 3-0 they've obviously got that in the locker they've got a very very good team as we keep on saying but the season's finished now um, I'd, I'd best avoid it yeah David yeah I totally agree I just I mean obviously I've got a lot of 
history with Kings Park. He came through the youth system from 11 years old. It doesn't feel the same when uh, it's a full-time team with all the money they spent. Like it's it's kind of it makes me quite sad when like when it's when it happened initially because obviously Queens Park's history is all about amateur and yeah. when we got promoted it was like I was getting paid eighteen quid a week and uh, like the championship winning team in two thousand like it's special memories it just doesn't this felt so inevitable that it doesn't feel mm-hmm. don't get that same same buzz that I would normally but um, yeah I think it's difficult to difficult to back a team who's already won the league because you really don't know what mindset the players are in they'll say all the right things but it's just whether or not they've been yeah breaking breaching COVID protocol this week or not yeah and that, I mean they're up against the Sunra side they've still got plenty to play for as well they are four points behind Edinburgh who are in second place at the moment again similar situation there in League 2 where third place fourth and the winners of that place second and the winners of that place second bottom from League One. So still plenty to play for first and Rap, who are they're three to one to win on Friday. Um I don't think either of them are backable at at one uh, bigger price. Yeah. I'd want a bigger price. I'm being greedy, but I'd want a bigger price on both of them, to be honest. Yeah. But <laughs> Uh, okay, the other game I was going to mention was Edinburgh v Stirling Albion as well. Um, Edinburgh, Edinburgh been pretty good since the return. Um, only lost to Queen's Park last week, I think. Did they lead twice last week, Greg? They went one nil up, then yeah. two one up, then two all the three two. They lost, yeah. So they were two up, two up twice. Yeah, so they'll probably be a wee bit disappointed um, in that, but. They still remain favourites, I think, to finish second, do they? Yeah, I would say so. Um, at home, um, I still think Edinburgh City are the, the second best team in the league, mm. and I think they probably might just edge it against Still and Albion on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Anything to add from a week two perspective, David? Um. Yeah. Just on breaking. Um. <laughs> I was there when breaking. Had the greatest of great escapes in League One. Um, that would have been in 2015. Uh, I think they won eight out of the last ten games to survive on the <clears throat> on the last day. And um, yeah, can they do it again? Probably no. not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, it's a real shame that I've. I wasn't. It was only breaking for a year, but a really, really well-run club. Chairman's a really nice guy. Um, who was the gaffer? Uh, Dan Dodds was the manager. Right. Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, it's a real shame what's happened to them, but since they got into the championship, it's been a disaster. That's the worst thing that happened, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, what happened was that they went into the. They got promoted totally unexpectedly. I mean, Dodds yeah. did a great job, got them promoted, and the budget had been set for them being in League One. Um, they got up to the playoffs and they just didn't have the squad for it and uh, it's been the momentum has just absolutely killed them hasn't it they've gone down down yeah. and whether or not they go down again is up for debate I think they had a meeting on Monday didn't they to discuss it and they've not come out with a concrete answer yet on what's going to happen with Kelty and uh, Brora well I think the whole of Scottish football is all they're all behind Kelty and yeah, I, I, I get that I do get that I can totally understand why like people want that to happen, 
based on what's happened last year. But see, if, see this year in isolation, I do think it is a bit ridiculous that Brora are getting a chance to come up. But I think because of what happened last last time, that's the reason it's happened. I do think Brecon should have to play off. But I mean, they never know. They might, they might, uh, they might win it. You never know. Yeah. I think, as you say, there's always a desire from a fan's point of view to see some some fresh yeah, blood and fresh impetus in a, in a league. Yeah, there is. There is. Just um, one final point on League Two. Um, Albion Rovers are home to Annan. So I think Albion Rovers lost quite comfortably against Dunrar on Tuesday. But they're playing at Annan this time. Um, Albion have had a pretty good restart since they come back. Um, they're 6-4 to win this match. So interesting to see how they got on on Saturday. I think they look not a bad place to beat to beat Aaron on Saturday. Yeah, I only back Albion when they're thirteen to two. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that as well. <laughs> uh, can't be trusted at a short price of six to four. No, no, not at all. Okay, doc. I think that's has covered everything. Can you guys just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend? Uh, let's start with yourself, Greg. Yeah. So um, first match will be Dundee v Wraith Rovers, and I'm taking over two point five match goals at even money and that's um, widely available um, most firms and this weekend's nap comes from the championship and I'm taking Greenick Morton to beat Alloa at 4-5 to five, as we look to make it 17 naps out of 20 um, other bets I'll be looking at are corners in the Hibs v Motherwell match and that is the Scottish Cup tie on Saturday hopefully get some prices up and stuff shared on the channel on Friday and I'll also be looking at Thistle at home to Airdrie, um, possibly a goals angle in that match. Okay, David? Yeah, uh, loads and loads of insight from me, but just one bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, it must be a good one. Uh, Rangers, Rangers minus one uh, against St Johnston. Uh, that's 20 to 21, I think you said. With, yeah, uh, it was Okay, good stuff. Okay, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherson11. Uh, if you want more tips from Greg, then make sure you join his private Telegram channel where he posts his best bets daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up there. You should also check out uh, David's blog, which is likeaweatherstone.blogspot.com. Where are we at, David, in terms of your write-ups for the Norwegian season? Uh, getting there, yeah. I'm, I'm, go- I'm doing a couple of big, bigger previews this time instead of eight small previews i'm doing two bigger previews so uh first one will be with you probably next week sometime and then the other one just before the season starts good we'll look forward to that i'm sure you'll be tweeting about that um as and when it's ready so that's us for this week thank you very much for listening Uh, best of luck to all our listeners and best of luck to you guys for your bets this weekend thanks good luck yeah cheers good luck